This is the Legs and Eggs Podcast, starring Fupa Jones, Heather Heather, Clemstone, and Sarah Ruthless. Oh, this is Tommy J. Shrimp. Oh, shit. Tommy J. Shrimp. We're making a male shrimp club. Old beer and food. That's what we're doing. Are you drunk? Oh, yeah, definitely big time. All right. I'm in Atlantic City right now. I'm down here with my cousin. He's downstairs. I don't know. He texted me. He's like, I'm up $500. And I'm like, I'm trying to get on this podcast. This whole little thing. Like, I felt like I was 70 years old trying to get on this thing. I don't know. I'm a mess. Aren't we all? That's how life is. Life is messy and disgusting and crazy. But we're all here just doing whatever the fuck it is we do. You sound Italian. Oh, I'm definitely Italian. Deeply Italian. Yeah, well, I figured when you said Staten Island. Oh, yeah. Home of the Wu-Tang. Definitely. Wu-Tang. We strike again. The RZA, the Jizza, Old Dirty Bastards, all those motherfuckers. They kill it every day. When me and Fupa got married... The first thing we played before we walked out was up from the 36 chambers, the RZA, the Jizza, the old dirty bastard. Amazing. That's incredible. And then we walked back down the aisle the other direction to the Downeaster Alexa. So, Which Clem claims to hate, but you don't walk out of your wedding to a song that you hate. That was your fucking idea. It was that- not. It was. <laughs> it absolutely was not. Yeah, but if it, even if it is someone else's idea, you still must like it in order to do it at your own wedding. Yeah, but he was at that wedding too, so I don't know why he's putting it like all on me. Who, who am I talking to right now? So Clem is a dude, right? No, Clem is a chick. I don't know what's going on. So Clem is a chick. I'm Clem Stump. I'm I'm a chick. I'm like that green one right there. If you can see the pictures, I see the green. The one that says Floopy Ball Jones, that's Fupa Jones. That's my husband. He's a dude. I'm Fupa Jones. Hello, sir. The purple one is Heather. Hello, I'm Heather. And the one that actually has her face showing the pretty girl with the black hair is Sarah. Is she here? Who knows? She gets mad at us. Oh, shit. My cheek, my cheek hit the mute button. <laughs> Which cheek? Because I'm fucking deaf, so, like, I have to have everybody on speaker, and then I have it up to my ear at the same time. I gotta get Miracle Ear. Christmas is coming. Can you guys get me a hover around so it can take me where I want to go? I think we should have a GoFundMe for that. That's my favorite Blues Traveler song. <laughs> buy you. Buy you want to buy me a hover around. Yes, Exactly. Well, I was going to get you the corn for Christmas. All of the (laughs) pornography that's been made is pretty splendid already. I don't know. I think we could make better pornography. You think so? Yeah. I'm going to go buy me some corn. Because we're going to make like low budget pornography. A big piece of fucking corn on the cob with a huge piece of butter that's like melting down it. We should try to get a government subsidy to grow pornography. I'll start lobbying for that. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I would love that. Please. I'll head down to PC within the next 24 to 48 hours. Uh, we can uh, make it a church uh, and be corn-again Christians. Yeah, only a high person would think of that. That was a genius little thing right there. 
corn. <laughs> when you eat corn, you're going to see it again. It's not <laughs> goodbye. It's see you later. It's got a double meaning. <laughs> corn always resurrects. <laughs> this is just where my mind goes from edibles. It's like fucking disastrous. So I apologize. Don't apologize. Don't follow your genius. When I was about eight years old, my sister Hannah told me that, um, so we lived in this house and it was my stepmother's father's house and half of the house we stayed in and him and his lovely wife stayed in the other half. Well, they had this music room where he had his grand piano and there was a bust of Beethoven there. And my sister Hannah told me that at night, the bust of Beethoven would come alive and fly around the house. Do you know that every time that I went into that fucking music room, I was watching every fucking minute that goddamn bust of Beethoven, and I would run flying out of there because I was terrified of it terrified that it was going to come and get me. When I, I want to be a spaceman named Spaceman Dan. I want to fly into space like only Spaceman Dan can. I want to fuck those little space monkeys from Space Invaders. I wanna colonize Uranus I wanna settle on your moons I wanna fuck Titan Because he sounds like he's real big For a moon I'm Spaceman Dan The colonizing planet fucker Nobody knows about me but why do you think Neptune has an all-liquid surface? That's cause I make her that wet. She's an ice planet, but I make her wet. That's Spaceman Dan to you. What's going on in Atlantic City? I might have missed a little there in the beginning. I'm with my stupid cousin. He's downstairs. He's hopefully losing money because fuck him. I'm up here right now in this room with the fucking gigantic TV that's not even on. And I'm looking out the window. I don't know. There's a bunch of seagulls. There's a fucking roof. And then there's cars. One of them's getting into an accident. Good. They deserve it. They deserve it, them pieces of shit. Hope they die. So I'm fucking out here because, like, my cousin hates his wife. <laughs> his stepbrother passed away. So uh, he was all upset and blah, blah, blah. Hey, don't feel bad. His stepbrother was a piece of shit. Oh, then you know what? I'm happy. Fuck that dead guy. Yeah, fuck him. But it was kind of sad because he was kind of young. So I'm like, hey, I'm off this week. I'm going to AC. He's like, eh, I fucking don't like my wife too much. So let me come down <laughs> with you. So I'm like, all right, cool. I so get it. So I heard Atlantic City sucks now. Is that not true? Just picture Vegas, right? But just picture like a shittier, dangerous, <laughs> boring place. 
and then you have Atlantic City. Like, imagine if somebody took Vegas, put it in their mouth, chewed it up, digested it, and then shat it out. You have Atlantic City. Uh, That's what Atlantic City is. Vegas is already kind of like that. Vegas is like if you took, you know, like a bunch of casinos and a town and like soaked it in Molly for three hours and then like popped it in your mouth and sucked on it and then didn't swallow and spit it out. Atlantic City is it's close, and it's the closest we're going to get to Vegas, and it's a little getaway, so it's not that bad. I actually liked it when I went. I was just being a dick. I actually liked it. It's a neat place. Anyway. I want to go to Vegas. I've been to Vegas. Vegas is like a strip mall. I've only been to the Connecticut casinos. Well, Connecticut is trash. I'm sorry. Atlantic City's not that far. For I mean, I could drive there. I'm just scared because I feel like I'd just be wasting my money and my time because I just heard it's such a shithole. It is. It's a shithole. Not that shitholes are bad, but this shithole is kind of bad. You know, you just go and you just hang out. You know, it's not about what you're doing. It's about the people that you're with and the shit that you're doing and blah, 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 blah. And someone died yesterday, so here I am today. All right, guys, we're going to Atlantic City then, right? I mean, we, we got it now, right? I'm down. I'm always down for that stuff. Now we're going. Shit. Oh, man. Well, yeah, we got a little road show. We should book tours. Barnstable County Fair, Atlantic City. We definitely need to do a road show. <laughs> Legs and Eggs Atlantic City tour. Yeah, we're just going to tour Atlantic City. We're going to play like porta potties. An abandoned strip club. I can't think of a better place for us. An ostrich's eye is bigger than its brain. Hashtag facts. Also, Marjorie Taylor Greene is half ostrich. I'm, I'm high. I'm, my edible's starting to kick in now, so I'm going to be, like, fucking crazy. Oh, yeah, I'm fucking ripped. Uh, I have to wait. I have to wait so bad. Oh, no. Yeah, I got to go pick up my brother in a little bit. You're sober, Fupa? I am. What a shock, right? I don't know if I like sober, Fupa. Well, fuck you, too. Nobody <laughs> likes sober. Fupa Jones. I don't like any of you except the new guy. Sarah's all right. That's fine. So, he, you, so you like Sarah and Tommy J. Shrimps. Tommy Shrimp. It's incredible. What I am. Who I am. Every day, I eat shrimp. Ron Brown, who served as the Secretary of Commerce during Bill's first term. Prior to that, he was the chairman of the Democratic National Committee. He had been under investigation by an independent counsel for the Commerce Department's trade mission controversy and was a material witness who had been notified to testify in Judicial Watch's lawsuit against the Clinton Commerce Department. He died in a military plane crash. <laughs> yeah, but you have considered like there was like 34 people on the plane. Yeah, but primarily he was on the plane and that was their mission. They didn't care about the other people. That's what I think. <laughs> all right. First of all, I want to say this. All right. There's very little evidence or information on this, but you can see how people create conspiracy theories. Like when there's only small bits of information like this, it's easy to go there. You know what I mean? All of this shit is like these people are connected to this campaign. They're connected to working for them directly. 
knowing their secrets and certain scandals or controversies coming out and then people end up dead every time. So I'm going to say, yeah, they did this. I'm sure this gentleman has been on smaller planes that weren't military planes with 34 other people. It's a lot of innocent lives and it's a military plane. So it's U.S. government. I'm mid on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with he was the chairman of the DNC, then the (laughs) secretary of commerce. He was under investigation and he was called to testify in a lawsuit. And then he died in a military plane crash. At the time that Bill is the president. But who, I'd like to know who the other people were on the plane. I'm with Sarah. I don't think it mattered. He was called to testify as a material witness. And they were like, send him on a military plane and fucking take it down. Allegedly. (laughs) Yes, allegedly. My question is, if there's other people on there that also had dirt on Bill, maybe he actually killed 10 birds with one stone and we just don't know like that's my reasoning for wanting to know who else was on the plane they were probably just like you know recently enlisted infantry kids you think bill clinton cares if he allegedly kills a bunch of 18 year olds trying to escape poverty by fucking joining the uh air force or navy or whatever it was it's too many people connected to too many lawsuits against them that ended up dead so I'm like, why are they calling this a conspiracy theory? Allegedly. <laughs> 100% the Clintons were involved. And I would like to quote the bard, the prophet, Pete Seeger. Ron Brown's body lies a-molding in his grave. Ron Brown's body lies a-molding in his grave. Ron Brown's body lies a-molding in his grave. The Clintons made him dead. (laughs) It's hard because, you know, you just want to believe that the Clintons had your best interest (laughs) at heart. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like if you are in any way, shape, or form know the Clintons, you're going to die. It's a fairly significant data sample at this point. How do you tell the difference between an oral and a rectal thermometer? By the taste. (laughs) Is it unethical to attend a no-loads-refused, pimped-out cum dump if the bottom has you blocked on Twitter, even though you've never talked to them and you have no idea why? So that means, I'm trying to just decipher this. That means that <laughs> loads are everywhere, right? It's a cum dump event. So wait, wait, hold on. No loads are refused. <laughs> if from across the room, I make eye contact with you and I say to myself, I want to put a load in that, she can't refuse it. Exactly. It's a cum dump event. Yeah. Okay. So I get this. Cum dump, cum dump event. Okay. So it's a no loads refused cum dump event. Gotcha. I'm with you. I am with you. So I don't understand the whole bottom. Okay, because a cum dump is a man. A cum dumpster is a woman. Oh, so I gotta come. I gotta. I, I have to come in a dude, right? I don't want to though. We just have to know if it, this is ethical or not. All right. Okay. 
So there's a cum dump event, a no loads refused cum dump event. The cum dump has you blocked on Twitter. You've never talked to them and you have no idea why. So can you still go? Is it ethical? All right. So the dude that hand refused my load inside of him is going to be at this event. He cannot refuse it. However, he has me blocked on Twitter. Can I still go? Correct. Yeah, is it ethical because he has blocked you on Twitter? Should you attend? Because once you attend, he can't refuse your load. When it comes to load, there's no refusal. Ethically, you should not go. But when Cummins, Cummins involved, there's really no ethics. So you can come wherever you want, especially if it's no refusal. However, from an emotional human standpoint, you should not go. But I can see why your balls would lead you there. All right. Here's my list of the top 10 horniest Billy Joel songs. Number 10, Big Shot. All right, so this one's easy. It's, like, too easy. Like, Billy Joel just has a raging boner for Bianca Jagger. She's out there acting like she's really something and, like, doing lots of cocaine. And he's, like, sad and lonely in a corner. He's, like, probably touching his butt. And then he just goes and cries into his piano. It's It's sad. Number nine, sometimes a fantasy. All right, so this is another real Avi one. Like, he's on the phone, probably with your mom, and, like, he really wants to, like, fucking jerk it and, like, have her talk dirty to him. But, like, you know, she doesn't want to. And he's, like, begging her, but, like... She won't do it because he's, like, really horny and she can just sense that he's sweaty. Number eight, pressure. Okay. So, like, by this point, most of his songs were just about his fucking chode and they were really gross and he was really gross And it's just, like, the pressure is about how, like, he can't fap right now and his balls are going to explode. And then it's just, like, he's pre-coming really hard, like, all over the place. And it's just his load is, like, being refused. But, like, it's him who's refusing the load. And that's the pressure. Okay. Number seven. Everybody loves you now. Okay, so this... Billy was, like, working at a crab shack. And there was a girl that worked there. I suspect it was your mom. And, you know, he wanted to go, like, dry hump in the bathroom or, like, coat closet or something and she just didn't want to because like who wants to like let Billy Joel dry hump them it's fucking gross and then he just kind of like starts twirling his pube and then he like sticks his hand in his butt crack and 
and sniffs it, and then he, like, goes and writes a song. So, ugh. Number six, Zanzibar. Okay, so, like, he's going down to Shantytown, and I don't know what he's doing down in Shantytown, but I think he's probably buying panties to sniff, and, you know, he smells really, like, musty, and I don't think he showers very often. Number five, Easy Money. So, like, this song is just about a glory hole. Like, people are like, no, no, it's about gambling. It's about just gambling addiction. Like, it's not. It's not. Because the only thing that Billy Joel is addicted to is being way too horny. Number four. Keeping the faith. Okay, so, like... He's, he doesn't even hide it in this one. He really doesn't. He's just, like, huffing his dad's condoms, and he's, like, wearing Old Spice, and he's, like, just greasing things up. And then he's, like, I made it with a redhead girl. And you're, like, nobody wants to hear you say that. Like, who wants to think about Billy Joel, like, just going straight to Pound Town? Like, that poor girl. I mean, she's probably traumatized for life. Number three, leave a tender moment alone. Okay, so like this, this song is just gross. This is like, don't listen to it if you've never heard it. It's so gross and it's just like so horny and like, you're just like, why is he so horny? Like, why? Like, I, I mean, dude. Like, just stop. You're, like, gross. Like, I hear this song, and it and it just sounds like greased-up chest hair. Number two, I've loved these days. This is the song that I would be if I had to be a Billy Joel song for the rest of my life. Because... It's really, it's just, it gives off that aggressively dry-jacking and crying under the bleachers at a middle school dance kind of vibe. And, you know, that's the Clem Stump brand. So that's why it would be this song. But, you know, and then he starts singing about cocaine. And, you know, there's like... All you can do is you know that he was, like, sitting naked, sweating on a velvet couch, like, tugging away at his limp dick when he wrote this. And, you know, that's the Clem Stump brand, so I would totally be this song. But it's, it's like, really horny. It's, like, it's a lot for a person to take. And number one. Captain Jack. Okay, so he sings the word masturbate in this song. I mean, there's really not much more to say about this. It's Billy Joel. And he sings the word masturbate. It's like 
incredibly uncomfortable and no one should have ever allowed that to happen and I mean you hear this song when you're in line at like Walgreens or like the supermarket and then you have to like hear Billy Joel sing the word masturbate and I I truly wonder if I want to exist in a world where this song also exists like it's just it's traumatizing it's probably one of the most traumatizing things to ever happen so that's it that's Billy Joel's top 10 horniest songs One night, a woman is carted in by the EMTs to the emergency room, and she's so large she needs two stretchers. She's well over 500 pounds. The doctor comes over to her and asks what's wrong. She says, something is growing out of me. The doctor rolls his eyes and thinks, great, another hypochondriac. So he asks her where it's growing out of. She points down to her nether regions. The doctor puts her in stirrups and parts her legs. Lo and behold, there was something green coming out of her lady bits. He stands up and goes to her and asks what she put up there. She denies anything and reluctantly, the doctor removes the foreign object to find it is a potato. That's right, a potato. He holds it up to her and she goes, oh, that's right. I put that up there when I was on my period and I ran out of tampons. I forgot all about it. I am at the point in the night right now where I do really want a fucking cigarette really bad. Fuck. Oh, go smoke one. Go. Oh, I gotta go downstairs do and get one, and then it's gonna be really loud. Oh, fuck, but I am gonna buy one. I, I do want one. Do it. Do it. do it. do it. Do it. Smoke that cigarette. I have to dip it in HPV first. The best kind. Camel HPVs. I'm smoking right now. I know. I just put one out. <laughs> walking around. But excuse me. Do you have HPV? No. Ugh. Go to the next person. Do you guys have HPV? <laughs> yes, you do. Can I dip this cigarette in there, please? Please. Let me marinate it in there. Thank you. Can you smoke anywhere in Atlantic City? You can. You're not supposed to, but that's all over the world. Even in the casinos? You can. There's designated smoking areas, but like, even if you're smoking in a non-designated smoking area, they're not going to throw you out. They don't care. You know, they know everyone's fucked up. The Connecticut casinos allowed smoking until COVID, and I don't know if they brought it back yet, but the Rhode Island casinos you can smoke in. You're required to smoke if you're in Rhode Island. <laughs> that's true. Newports. Do you know who's part of the Rhode Island casino thing? Is Buddy Cianci. Matt Schlapp, one of Trump's people. Can we just, like, find Trump and just, you know, eradicate him just on the low? Just get rid of him? Just one day he just won't be around anymore. Like the mafia. Who do that? <laughs> I've been waiting. Is this going to be like where we go back in time and kill Hitler, except you want to kill Trump? Oh, my God. So the love of my life, I don't talk to her anymore. Anyway, long story. So our first date, we were discussing that. I was like, yo, let's go back in time and kill Trump. 
And she was like, yeah, like like Hitler? She's like, who would you kill first? I was like, I would kill Trump first. This was like 2015, right before he got elected. So now you're officially my favorite guest ever. He really worries me. I was talking about this at the funeral yesterday. I made the eulogy and I mentioned Trump. I was like, yo, this motherfucker is like Hitler. The cadence that he has when he speaks, like if you're not paying attention, this motherfucker can lull you into a trance of, yeah, you don't sound that bad, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's very intoxicating if you're not smart and you know what the facts are. Like, you can see why people fall for it. Like, I can see why people fall for it. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. If, like, you don't know how things work. And a lot of people don't know how things work. He tries to scare people. He just repeats it. And then people now, they're scared and think he's going to save them. But then the other genius thing is, is that when he was running at the last election, he came out and he said... If I win, I'm the greatest person ever. But if I lose, it's rigged. So you can't lose. You know, I was I remember arguing with like family members. I'm like, so you do realize that he can't lose right now. Like if he wins, he wins, but if he loses, it's rigged. And the day he lost, they, you know, all called me up and texted me and they were like, You see, I told you it's rigged. And I was like, No, he told you it's rigged. And you know, I, I said the whole time that obviously it was going to happen because it, he, he spelled it out for you. But everybody's like, no, it was always a peaceful transition to power. And then January 6th happened. So fuck you, everybody. 9-11 part two. Tommy J. Shrimps and I were right. I remember I went up to certain people and I was like, yeah, you know, don't you think Trump had anything to do with January 6th? They were like, well, I heard it was Antifa. And I'm like, you know what? It was. They asked me to go along. They offered me like five grand, but like I had to work. So I couldn't do it. You know, I work at a bank. People come in all the time and they try and cash their Antifa checks. And I'm like, nah, I don't know, bro. I got to verify this first. People are like really believing that like he had nothing to do with it. They really think it's always like something underneath the table. It's very, very scary. I just had a, a conversation with a very intelligent person who is dead set. That was all like staged by our government. It's alarming how many people think of the conspiracy of who actually was in the Capitol building that day. I mean, I bet the CIA was there riling things up. Listen, there were people there that are going to claim they weren't there, but the majority of that was just a crowd that got swooped up and they went in. Um, the majority of things that happen in this country, bad things, I think the CIA is behind. So, Well, we found out that they were. Plus, the CIA has infiltrated every dissident group. I mean, honestly, the CIA is listening to this conversation. Oh, yeah. Of course they are. I want them to. I hope they uh, are. Yeah, they can. I hope they do. That's one more listener. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me what I like to hear A little big dick Have no fear Coming up behind you Enter in the back Big vicious dick Hanging sack What I've got for you Heart attack ensue Sitting on the toilet, I let my nuts hang. Balls in the water, call me Larry King. Where's suspenders? Hold up the ding-a-ling. Everyone's in shock, better open wide. 
speed boxing your tonsils astroglide come inside so much fun thinking of you thumb in the bones no other love like gold bond keeping my nuts fresh when I spray it on Don't tell me what I like to hear A little big dick Have no fear Yeah, I'm gonna cuck Ted Lasso Gonna fuck his wife right into her asshole And we won't be done Till I'm empty of cum I'm gonna cuck Ted Lasso There are 32 muscles in a cat's ear. Hashtag facts. Yeah, I said it. There we go. We're home. Hi, kitties. Hi, kitties. Okay, thank you. There you go. There you go. You gonna say hi, too? Say hi. Oh, you want you want some dinner, don't you? Okay, just gonna get some dinner. Mr. Shrimp, I'm just going to real fast. I'm gonna say a word. You tell me the first thing that pops into your head. All right? Oh God, here we go. Pudding on the bread. Hole and nipple. Twist. Butterfly. Shrimp. Yeah. Glory. Praise be to Jesus. Toilet. Bowl. Cucumber. Fuck that one's hard. That's my response. Puff. Gut. Moist. Vagina. Taco. <laughs> Deli. Mirror. Wait, what? Mirror. Mirror? Yes. They don't say it right. Oh, pet. I don't like that one. Cavity. Anal. Load. Mmm, <laughs> truck. No loads refuse. Urine. Track. Dope. What? There you go. That was it. That's the game. When's a good game? Where do I win? You win a trip to Atlantic City. You might get <laughs> HPV. Oh, uh, I hope I get HPV. You probably already have it. I hope it's in the room. I bet it is. I hope it's on the sheet. And I hope I'm just sitting there watching Sesame Street all nice. And then all of a sudden I just rub up against it. Are you at like a nice hotel or is it a, a shitty hotel? Oh, yeah. No, I'm at a nice hotel. When I come down here, I have a I have a pretty good job. So when I come down here, I splurge. Okay, that's good. Yeah, because I mean, hotels, you don't want to like bring back like fucking life. And all that weird fucking bugs and shit. Yeah, you don't want to bring that shit. No, that's what home is for. What'd you say? I said that's what home is for. Oh, I thought you said that's what whores are for. That too. <laughs> we didn't ask what he was doing later, guys. I mean, later I'm hanging out with my stupid cousin and we're getting like surf and turf somewhere. That's what we're doing. We're boring. He's married. And then once I put him to bed, I'm going to go a little wild. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to sing to you. If you like pina colada, getting caught in the rain. If you're not into junk food. If you have half a brain. If you like making at midnight. In the dunes of the cave. 
I fucking hate Jimmy Buffett. Like, it hurts my teeth. That's not Jimmy Buffett. That's Rupert Holmes. Rupert. Whatever, same person. <laughs> they sound exactly the same kind of annoying to me. Isn't that, like, his only hit? I think so. Yeah, I think he's a one-hit wonder. Yeah, and it's not a hit. It's a shit. You know what one hit I really like? Benny Mardonez? Yeah. I don't, what is that? I don't know that one. That's the song that had the video with the fucking, like, him being a sex offender. Going to the 16-year-old's door and the parents are like, she's just 16 years old. Leave her Oh, alone. God, yes. No. Oh, it's like, not only is that so sex offender-y, it's also a bad song. And then Benny Mardonis is in the window in her bedroom like a creeper. <laughs> and they get on the magic carpet ride across <laughs> New York City past the Statue of Liberty. It's so romantic. In Arizona, no one can feed garbage to pigs without obtaining a permit. by pulling his pants down and exposing himself to try. I mean, it makes sense. If you take his weapons class, you could kill the shit out of the person who's walking around with their dick out. So how do you feel seeing that guy walking around with his dick out? If it's Florida, you know, your mileage may vary. Some people will probably fly into a rage and wish they had a weapon and knew how to use it. And where would they find that? Bingo. Dick guy. Smart idea, really. It doesn't get enough credit. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. Boopa, how's Connecticut? It's good. It's hot. Does anyone have AIDS? You know, I haven't been very social. But as far as I know, no one I have communicated with either has AIDS or is HIV positive, to my knowledge. What about HPV? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was wondering. That was the question. That I'm pretty sure everybody, I'm pretty sure we all have it. The whole fucking town has HPV. A lot of people Connecticut have AIDS. It's, it's in the ground. It's in the water. The water is terrible. 90% of the water in Connecticut is AIDS. It's very bad. It rusts everything out and there are deposits and everybody's plumbing breaks here because all of their plumbing has AIDS. Are you touching the hands of people touching their own genitals that have HPV, though? 
This is a concern. <laughs> Only my brother. <laughs> so my brother, by the way, was born brain damaged, and uh, he probably does not have HP. He definitely does. You never know. He uses public pools every week, <laughs> so he might. Everybody's rubbing their genitals with their HPV and touching your hands. You should have an HPV orgy. Yeah. Get all the people sexy with HPV in one room and just HPV on each other. Just pass it around. Everybody's getting planner rewards. You have your HPV. I have my HPV. And let's make our HPV. <laughs> Everybody can rub genitals and get fever blisters. Yeah, the HPV glory hole. Wow. I got my underwear from when I mowed the lawn. That's going to be nice and stanky. Let's Let's get that involved. Oh, yeah. Let's smell your balls. <laughs> you can smell them from a mile away right now. Wait, isn't isn't the two of you married? I'm away right now. He's at his parents' house. Oh, wow. We can make this weird. To give them HPV, not because we got into a fight, just he felt that his parents needed HPV, so he went up there to give them some HPV. Yeah, he went up there to give your parents HPV and to help them get a divorce. Right? You're going to represent your father in the proceedings? No, I I need them together. I need them unified as one. Unified. And while I'm unifying them, I'm going to give them HPV. I don't. know. <laughs> I need them to get divorced. Give your dad HPV and then take half your mom's money. That's not a bad idea. And I'm surprised I haven't thought of it. Thank you. <laughs> you think I'm joking. I'm going to come back loaded. You think I'm joking. I'm the lunatic you invited on for this podcast. You're all a friend. I'm just a psycho who just wants to spread disease. Yeah, you're one of us now. Yeah, you're you're a friend. You're on the podcast. You're being we're being blessed and baptized in the in the river. Oh, can we please not talk about that? Yeah, let's talk about something fun like HPV or AIDS. Right. I mean, Fupa, have you drank the water yet? I mean, are you coming home with the AIDS? I mean, I haven't been tested, but I probably. Do they have at-home tests for that? They must, right? Yeah. In like two months, we had a home test for COVID. It's been like a thousand years of HPV. I think we got it. Yeah, I, we have to. I'll stop at CVS next time I head out. I feel like I, you just wait, and if the genital warts show up, HPV. That's herpes. Yeah. Oh, with HPV, you just wait for the cancer. Yeah, you get cancer, yes. We scoop out your entire vagina. That's what happens. Not me. <laughs> yeah, no, they're going to go straight for your butthole. No, I think we just spread it. I think men just spread it around. I don't think it affects us at all. No, they get the Michael Douglas throat cancer. Success is my best friend. Failure is my rose. My decrites my clothes. My fines will blast you all the way to legs and eggs. Glory ho, eat my short. You just if you're gonna be coming. All over that hole you've been summoned. This is my jam, that is your sausage. You farm those hogs to take on them. I need you like a fish needs a ranch dressing. Look at your tainted pussy. I was out hustling while you were pooping. No, no, you must. You can't catch up your moving like a yeast infection. Cottage cheese like discharge. I'm out of my head. You're a pickle. Slip my fork. 
Supreme expressed interest in running for governor of Kansas in 2018. He did not live in the state, but Kansas has very few requirements for running for office. Several teenagers taking advantage of the lack of requirements had filed to run for governor, and in order not to take any votes away from them, Supreme decided to run for attorney general instead, becoming a challenger to incumbent Republican Derek Schmidt. The lack of requirements in order to run for office, as outlined in the state's constitution, has been heralded by Supreme. This is indeed a very interesting and attractive loophole, he said. I think that's a very good thing for democracy. Desiree Lindsay of Texas was named his campaign treasurer and would accompany him to his 2020 presidential campaign. Supreme was eventually disqualified from running on the basis of his non-residency in the state, his home address being in Massachusetts. On August 24, 2020, Supreme announced that he would be launching a writing campaign for the Libertarian nomination for the 2020 Massachusetts senatorial election. In December 2017, Hillary Clinton planned to visit Concord, New Hampshire for a book tour promoting her new book, What Happened. In advance of her presentation, Supreme planned a demonstration in front of the bookstore during the event. The demonstration was to be a pony protest and include at least one pony. Supreme has a history of making the election promise of ponies to constituents and has asserted that Clinton does not like ponies enough. When Supreme saw a protest permit for his demonstration, the police ordered the city to deny his request. In response, Supreme asserted his right to pony and retained Mark Rendaza, an attorney with a reputation for advocacy of First Amendment rights, to represent him suing the city of Concord for the permit. The court found in favor of Supreme, issuing an injunction that the city gave him a permit, allow him to protest the event, and allow him to bring ponies. A stipulation was that Supreme had to pay for parking for ponies at the rate for cars. When Supreme presented the pony protest, there was a parade. More than a thousand people attended the book signing and protest. I never watched Game of Thrones, ever. 
the entire time that Game of Thrones was on, everyone was like, you have to watch it. I was like, yeah, maybe. And then I turned it on for three minutes, and I was like, eh, this sucks. You can't get into it in three minutes, and it's, it's better that you didn't. Yeah, but here's the thing. Every TV show now is 11 and a half hours long, and it takes four hours until it gets good, and then you're hooked for life, and then it eventually ends, and then it's just you and your penis again. So I might as well just go straight to watching the porn and forget about watching these 44-hour shows that are insanely addictive. Fuck it. A dragonfly's lifespan is 24 hours. Hashtag facts. Oopa. He's the foopiest. He is the foopiest. He really is. Do you enjoy his fupa on a regular basis? Yeah, he's got a nice fupa. Are you like, hey, hon, I don't want you, but I want your fupa. Like on a Wednesday night, you're like, hey, let's just rub fupas. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. I was hoping you'd say that. I feel like this could be a song, a song about fupa's fupa. The fupa song, yes. It would go viral in a very HPV way. Yeah, it'd be the follow-up to Dick Store. There's a Dick Store? Gonna go to the dick store. Now I'm just gonna sing Dick Store. I don't remember this at all. Dick Store is a song me and Fupa wrote during COVID, and we put it out and we made a Facebook page for it because we were both getting that COVID cash during lockdown. We bought a $10 Facebook ad and targeted people we thought would hate it. I love the fact that there was that build up, and at the end, you were like, people that hated it. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to be like, people who just love dicks and love funny songs about them. But you were like, no, I targeted Republicans and high school principal teachers and your mom. Yeah, because like, really, your mom is always targeted. She's always on the target. <laughs> so wait, you got to tweet this at me and I could retweet it and check it out and it could get stuck in my head. Dick store? Okay, I will do that. I want to hear all about this dick store. Go to the dick store and buy a bunch of dicks And take them home Wrap them up and bring them to your house. Can you can open them and see all the dicks? And then you'll say, you got me a bunch of dicks. So when you walk into the dick store, does it have that like little ling-ling thing that happens when you walk into like a little shop? Yeah, it's got a little bell. Ding, ding, ding. Like a little bell? Yeah, like a little hanging dick bell. Like a little hanging dick bell and it's just like ling, ling, ling. Like it's like a, it's, no, it's like a dong. It's like bong, bong, bong. It's a ding and a dong. Is there nuts from that thing? Or is it just a little dick just flinging around? It's a dick with some nuts. Just ding, ding, ding. There's not a lot of security at the dick store. When people come up to you and be like, hey, is there any more dicks in the back? Do like you make like a little joke? I'd be like, <laughs> well, there's always one dick in the back. <laughs> nah, there's always dicks available at the dick store. They make a good gift. You have a dick aisle. Be like, here's the Asian dick. Here's the black dick. Here are the white dicks, and here are your ethnic dicks. Like, how do you divide the dicks up? I feel like the dicks choose you. And that'll wrap it up for this week. 
If you'd like to send us some dick pics, our email is legsandeggspodcast at gmail.com. You can see us on Twitter at legsandeggspod. And you can check out our merch store. It's linked in our show description. Once again, I'm Fupa Jones. On behalf of everyone here at the Legs and Eggs podcast, we'd like to thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Cubes.